This is a podcast from Minute Media. Evening, Wolves fans. As I said to uh, Luke and Gully, I mean, that fell of a move tonight. I've not even introduced our uh, our usual intro music and the little Steve Ball video that goes to it because I don't know about you guys, I'm absolutely fuming. Uh, as I mentioned, I've got with me Gully and Luke. Uh, guys, wh- where do we start with that tonight? It's two wins in 15 now if you include last season and just doesn't seem to be any sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Diego Costa made his first appearance for Wolves tonight, but Gully, just just give me a brief thoughts on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how angry are you at the moment? I, I, I think I'm not, I'm not angry necessarily. I think I've just reached the end of my um, level of acceptance of what we've been seeing. Um, I think I'm at the point where it's just like, okay, yeah, Bruno's had his run now. Um, it's too repetitive, too familiar. You, you can see the pattern of a game play itself out, you know, almost from the first five minutes. Um, you know, we start nicely. We keep the ball. You know, we, we, we do all the lovely things in between the boxes that, that we've been doing all season. And then we basically shat, shit ourselves, um, you know, in, on the approach to the penalty area. And... Uh, I mean, to be honest, we were. I think we were a little bit unfortunate with the two goals we conceded in terms of the way they actually came about. But that sort of stuff happens to you when you're not looking likely to score a goal at the other end. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just that uh, reached that stage now where it's a bit apathy rather than anger now. So, yeah, let's move on. What about yourself, Luke? Similar to Gully, like once I'm angry, it's just like. Meh, meh, same old wolves, same shit. Um, I mean, if I can try and take a couple of positives from today, Costa looks all right, and you know, I think I think he he may benefit from how we want to play. But even even still, it's just so flat. The tempo so flat. Like today, so many unforced errors. I thought Matinho was shocking the amount of times it gave the ball away cheaply today. And it, it just looked like a team that were devoid of ideas. And I, I just don't see where it's going to change with, with this current regime. Do they, do they trust Bruno enough? Are they, are they listening to what he's saying? Have they got that respect for him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's he's just reached the end of the road. Boys to I mean, say. let's just have a look at how we started up today. I mean, that looks like an absolute mismatch of a formation, but Gully, you're our resident tactician. How did you believe we, we were set up from the start? I had us down in some sort of 4-4-2, 3-5-2, just, uh, just talk us through it. Yeah, it, it was kind of a 4-4-2 come 3-4-3 in the sense that... Um, Johnny was a tucked in kind of centre half. Aitnori was able to get forward and and bomb on a little bit. Neto stayed high, but Samedo was also kind of playing as a almost like a wide midfielder, like an old fashioned type that you'd see in front of a fullback from like the nineties almost. And it was just like a lopsided shape. Um, I didn't really see what the thinking was either, other than Nevers and Johnny. They did well in this in this kind of system against Man City, I think, when they played out from the back. And that was probably what led um, Bruno to go with that shape. Now, playing with 10 men against Manchester City is one thing, um, but going out and setting up that way to, to kind of go and beat West Ham is just a bit... It, it, it smacked of a little bit of, I don't know, unsure of where we should be going with this. West Ham are bad. Let's 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 not beat around the bush. Yeah. Even after today's game, I don't think West Ham are a good team, um, and we're allowing teams with you know central midfield plodders like Thomas Suchek. Yeah, I know he had a bit of a run a couple of seasons ago with scoring goals and stuff like that. Just the most average uh, central midfielder I've seen in a in a while um, as a as a you know Premier League player and any. You saw it in the in the way that we played around them in midfield. Even Declan Rice, you know, was chasing shadows for a lot of it. And I still don't think we're a bad team. We're not a bad team. There are there are certain signs of a bad team that you see, which I think are you know incessant kind of um, individual mistakes, getting played around, getting cut open all the time. None of that really happened today. There was just a 
a total lack of confidence in us going forward um that you know is is really just totally hamstringing us at the moment and um, that system and shape didn't it didn't it didn't look to get the best out of anyone i think that's the bottom line bruno large came out after the match and has, has made comments about having uh, Neves in in at centre-half, allowed us to, to dominate the game, and he was happy with how the first 30 minutes went. What was your sort of th- feelings on how we, we fared in the first half, Luke? It's, it's a strange one because it's not like we played absolutely terrible today. You know, we, we've had chances. Um, there the, the, the were some good passages of play, but I just think with the shape and, and the system today, I don't think anyone truly knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing. It was sort of three or four formations within 90 minutes, it felt like, today. Um, which which I, I, it, held, it held us back. Um, I mean, I don't know about dominating the game, like um, Bruno's apparently said, but it wasn't a terrible performance. But I think as soon as West Ham got the goal, we don't look like a team that's got two goals in us. And I think that's the concern, that once we go a goal down, you can pretty much write the game off. We did look void of ideas for it again, didn't we? But we've had this conversation before. You, you, you take these guys to the side. Neto, Podens, Geddes, Huang, Adama, Trinko. These are not prolific um scorers are they obviously get us had a bit of a purple patch last season for for Valencia but we're getting in good wide areas we're, we're keeping the ball nicely but like I just said we're just completely void of ideas and without sort of going into too much of just shouting large out until it happens where do we go from here Gully? It's it's um yeah I mean, I'll, I'll keep. I'll probably keep coming back to that point. That's the problem um, at this point. He doesn't look like he's able to kind of cajole the the attacking players, in particular, into um, you know a period of confidence. I think the the problem is the only one that I see playing with any degree of confidence is Pedence. You know, he's, he can always you always notice him trying little things um, in and around the penalty area. That's his game, and I, I like him. You know, he'll will crack a shot off. He had a few decent efforts from distance and stuff, but he's got no, no, nothing to bounce off whatsoever. Until Costa came on, um, you know, Geddes and Neto so unsure of themselves whenever they get the ball. Obviously, Neto going off injured. It it's an interesting one because uh, he was kind of the the great hope um, of many people at the start of the season, but. Whilst I'm disappointed that he's injured in the sense that we lose another body, I'm not that disappointed in the sense that it's Neto. You know, it could have been anybody that got injured and have been at the same level of, you know, shit, that's not good because it's a, a forward player that we, we could do with having, um, but he's not played well enough anyway. Um, but I just think, I mean, I, I personally, having watched this team so far this season, I think there's that many better teams than us between the two penalty areas. We're really, really good at keeping the ball. We're really good at breaking into the second third, approach the final third. But it just goes to shit to such an extent because our players aren't confident. You know, that, that one situation where the ball um, landed at Rand's feet, at the uh, Ryan Aitnuri's feet at, in the first half, and he tried to like kind of dink it back towards the middle of the penalty area. When the only option really was a shot, like let's be fair, there was nothing really to to kind of feed it back into, but it was a good situation to get a shot off, and you just saw what he did, and like that's everything in a nutshell. You know, everyone passing the book onto each other, everyone sitting there thinking someone else should take responsibility. You know, I'd, I'd say again, other than Pedence, you know, everyone looking around at each other to say like, well, someone needs to kind of pull pull a rabbit out of a hat and. Everything has to be perfect if we're going to score a goal with this team in this shape. And we're just nowhere near playing that level of football. Luke Gully singling um, out Podence there. But one player I really want to bring to the forefront who I feel is going under the radar for underperforming is Mateus Nunes. What was your thoughts on his performance tonight? I thought he looked okay in spells. Average in other spells, probably just a five or a six out of ten. I mean, you do want to see a bit more from him. Um, but again, I don't think I don't think the shape has helped anyone today. You know, I've seen good out Matinho, 
earlier. But again, as, as, as the shape that we've set up with today helps anyone out in that situation because I don't feel like the players knew the game plan today because it felt like the, there wasn't really much of one. Um, so, yeah, Nunes, slightly disappointing. Um, I, I think Gully hit the nail on the head with the eight Nuri chance when he was talking about confidence earlier. You know, because a confident player, he's, he's putting his, his boot through that, isn't he? And he's putting it across the keeper into the bottom corner. You'd like to think and hope. Um, but to, and it was such a weak pass back as well. Like it was, it was just to nobody. And I think that, that just sums us up at the minute. Um, do, you remember his, do you remember his goal on his debut uh, against yeah. Palace? You know, that was kind of that similar situation. Struck yeah. that so nicely across the keeper. And yet you think, if that's what he's capable of, you you'd kind of arc, you know head back to that kind of muscle memory and and, and do that yeah, again yeah. because it, it 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 needed pretty much exactly the same technique as that yeah. Palace goal apart from the, the bounce might have been a little bit higher yeah you know but um again the only positive I can take is that when Costa was playing through the middle it just offered us a little bit more I was I, you know what I, I was actually quite impressed with Costa. I thought I thought he had a really really good cameo when he came on, and he looks like he can actually make a difference. And more importantly, he looks like he wants to make a difference as well, because sometimes you know you get these players coming in, especially when there's question marks around the fitness, and you're thinking, well, what cost are you getting? You know, how many how long has it been since he was at Chelsea? Seven seasons. Has it been that long? Six seven seasons. You know, so he's he's aged. you know, he's not in the same physical condition he was all those years ago, but he looks like he's he's here to play and not just collect a paycheck, which it's not going to be Bruno's saving grace because he's, he's going to get sacked, ain't he? Let's be honest, he's going to get sacked. But moving forward from a team point of view, um, that's one positive I think we can take moving forward that we've actually got a focal point now because as good as Pedence or Guedes or Neto may be individually... You can't play any of those three through the middle. What 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 Premier League centre half pairing are gonna think? Fuck it, we're up against Pedence through the middle as a false nine this week. Just offers us nothing, and that's not just singling out Pedence. You know, it could be any of them. It could be Neto. It could be Guedes. They're just that's just not the position for them, and I think it holds us back as a team as well. Ultimately, it kills us. Let's go back to the first half, because obviously I've already mentioned that Bruno Lars says he was happy with the first half an hour. He felt Neves was helping us dominate possession. Um, they had a few little half chances, maybe. Skamaka just missed one after uh, Jose Sarr fumbled. But what was your thoughts on the goal? Anything that could have been done to stop it? Um, I think there was... a Jared Bowen seemed to pick up the ball in that situation a few times where... Ran had probably made a run forward. We, we'd lost the ball on, on the odd occasion that we had. But, you know, Bowen's a, a, the kind of player, if you give him a bit of space, he's likely to, to make something of it. And um, while we kind of snuffed that out, I mean, it showed the value of having a proper striker on the pitch, that goal for me, because, it, you know, he, he was deadly. You know, Skamaka, he's, he's, he's obviously got a good goal record back in Italy. He's come with a big price tag. But... You know, the ball landing at his feet, him having a strike at goal and he's put it away. It's just clinical. And he didn't really have a particularly great game, I don't think. And considering he was up against Ruben Neves as a setter-off, you'd expect him to dominate a little bit more uh, physically. But, you know, even when the ball was coming up to him, Neves wasn't winning it clean. You know, second balls were landing at West Ham players' feet in dangerous areas. And it was just, you know... And Bruno kept saying after the game, like... We're, we're a different team when we've got a striker in it. And it's like, well, if you just started with one, you, you don't know where you are because this team ain't going to come back from, from a, a, you know, a goal down. We're just not. But if you're a goal up and you give us something to hang on to, we're likely to, to keep a clean sheet. So I think he's probably made the wrong decision. And, and Skamaka kind of showed what you can do with having a proper striker up top for me. Obviously, we're filtering from the, the hindsight stream here, Luke. But apart from start, starting Diego Costa tonight, what else could Bruno Large have done with that, that starting lineup for you? I think he could have played Totti. That's who I would have gone with personally. I would have kept, I, I would have kept the, the, the shape of the formation the same. I know some people aren't too happy with like the 4-3-3 or the free midfield. Um, 
So, so sorry, I'm... let me just jump in. So, you, you, who are you dropping from the midfield centre? Matinho? Yeah. Again, I thought it was poor again. I thought it was really, really poor today. Um, but, I mean, if you, if you played the 4 3 3, you know, Samedo, uh, Kilman, Totti, Ran, you can still keep Neves, Matinho, Nunes in the middle. I was quite hoping, with it being an instant reaction tonight, that we get a few West Ham fans. And uh, Sofian Atab um, has said, West Ham fan here. I thought Wars played well with just two flush. Surely sacking Large would be harsh. Um, and then his second comment was about how he saw us play against Tottenham this season, felt our performances were good in both games, and we deserved more. It's... I think toothless is the right word. In yeah. the final third, we are pathetic. It's embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing. This is not... this is me not trying to defend Bruno, but has he had disastrous luck with his striker situation? No, he's he's had a bit he... of bad luck. I don't think he... it's disastrous though. He decided to loan out Fabio Silva and risk it once again. How many seasons have we been risking it with the, the centre forward situation now? You know, it's three, maybe even four seasons. He, he lined out Fabio Silva. As a professional football coach, he should know that Raul is... I'm sorry, he's finished. Raul is finished. He should know that. Um, and then we've we, we brought in Costa out of desperation. I've got Costa out of... It stinks of desperation. I said this the other week. If, if Diego Costa was available in the summer, why, why didn't we go for him then? Because we're desperate. The guy hasn't played a competitive game since November. The yeah, guy's I, I mean, 34 years old. On. Okay, you've got to cut him a bit of slack there. Our new centre forward does his MCL or ACL in his, in his, on his debut. You can't legislate that. No, you can't, Gully. But for, look, for, look for a recruitment team that have been so tight with money in recent years, why have they decided to spend 18 million or whatever it is on Sasha with Sasha's injury record when there's a striker like Diego Costa already there, out there available, which now is an option because you've had to be forced into that option? Because I think Sasha was the right way to go. I, I, I in, Okay. You, you you do a medical, you 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 know, you, you do your due diligence. I'm not we all know how um how rigorous these these kind of procedures are at the moment. Now I, I think people talk about passing and failing medicals as if like there's a failure, you just rule it out. We don't know obviously the results of whatever Sasha's medical came up with. It, there could have been a red flag there. There might not have been a red flag there. But we, we still went ahead with the transfer because they obviously thought there was enough information to hand that that said suggested he was going to be able to contribute successfully for us this season right he'd started the season playing games uh, in germany lest we forget played three games already by the time he joined us i think um so it wasn't like he'd come off like costa a period of inactivity or an injury in recent times that that said you know what is is it a bit more of a risk right i think that is flat out bad luck right now, obviously, we we were in a desperate situation, so Diego Costa comes in. I think you know that cameo today suggested to me he'd have been fine from the start. I think it'd have been all right, you know, because especially in the type of game it was, it was a slow tempo game. It wasn't the kind of you know hundred miles an hour back and forth that you were going to do um, many times in uh, in the Premier League. You could build it, it, methodical with our passing and stuff. So all he had to do was link, link up a little bit, get in the box, get on the end of stuff. I think Bruno has, has missed a trick there. And like I say, we've had two weeks to plan for this game. We had two weeks to think about Nathan Collins missing the next three games. The, what the selection told me today was that we're thinking about going in with that shape and system against Chelsea next week and probably the week after against Forest. And that that when I first saw the lineup, that's what I was a bit like, hmm, Two weeks of work has led us to this point. It, it felt a little bit off, um, you know, especially when you're Toti Gomez, who's played enough games and we've seen enough of to suggest he can play at this level. He can handle it. You know, I like him. Now, there's an argument possibly that, um, yeah, Neves being in the back three, Johnny being in the back three, they're going to keep the ball better. You know, we're going to be able to dominate the play. But fundamentally, I think Totti's pace... Team, play on the front foot a little bit, higher line, 
And you might actually create a hell of a lot more off the back of that, especially against a West Ham team who aren't playing well. They're not a good team. You know, they're, 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 they're in the same boat as us. I hate the idea of us going into a game against a team who is average and just letting them work their way into a game. And that's what we did again, basically. That's one of the biggest frustrations tonight because West Ham were there for the taking, weren't they, Luke? They've not won at home all season. You know, like, it's not like they're in fantastic away form either. They're down the bottom of the table for a reason, just like we are. Um, and like Goody mentioned right at the beginning of the, of, of the show, they're not a good team. They are really not a good wow. team. Because a good team hurts us tonight with our lack of confidence and our shape and system being all over the place. You know, we play a good team and we get absolutely pulled apart. So, but West Ham couldn't do that. And, you know, I think Bruno was a bit over the top by saying we dominated the first half. But, you know, like, we were still in that game. It's just that in the final third, we're just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And if you're not going to score goals, you're never going to win games. So how many goals have we scored now this season? Three. Connor Cold is one behind us in the league now. You know what I mean? Seven, what, we're seven games in now. We had one disallowed. That's my only sort of positive that I can take from tonight, Gully, is that with the the, the patch on the pitch that uh, Costa had, him and Paulins looked like they could build a combination. You mentioned Hazard and Costa on the previous show the other day, which we could only dream they could reach half that yeah. sort of level. Mm-hmm. But having Costa on the pitch did, did give us a different element, which Bruno has been reiterating daily, which is... He needs until, was it November, he said. I just don't feel he's got that much time left to... He's, he's not going to survive October at the moment, is he? If he well, to be honest, it, it, could be, it could be sacked right now and, I, and I'm not even aware of it because I'm not getting... I've got about 8% battery on my phone. I, I'm talking to you two guys. It could be gone now from, for all I know. Um, if anybody I mean, I've got John go... Devereaux on the, on the comments saying Percy from Telegraph. So if, you, if you're telling us there's some news... Drop it in the comments. If you want Bruno Large to be sacked, drop a like in the bottom left. If you want Bruno Large to have a little bit more time, drop a like in the bottom left. Um, I, I, going back to the cluster thing, though, I think people people assume he's just going to turn up and be a battering ram, uh, and, you know, and just rough up a few centre-halves and stuff like that. He did nothing like that today, but his link-up play, I think he's a much better technician than people will have you believe. If you watch, like you say, the link-up with Eden Hazard from his, his kind of glory years at Chelsea... He's a much better player with the ball at his feet than people give him credit for. Probably yeah. a better player than someone like Kaladzic would be, I, yeah. I, I would suspect as well. Yeah. So, Sorry you know, to jump in, Gulley. John Percy from The Telegraph um, has tweeted saying that the Wolves board are considering the future of Bruno Large. One win from the last 15 Premier League matches, three goals scored this season. Large's position is in major doubt. I mean, we all know John, John Percy's a, a tier one journalist, but... It doesn't take a, a brainiac to to know that Bruno Large is in trouble, isn't it? He's he's in big big trouble. We go to Chelsea next. I've, there's so I've many. Been, sorry, I've I'm sorry to keep. I'm sorry to keep pointing. There's, there's so many daggers you can throw in Bruno Large's back. But the fact that we've spent over 100 million pounds this summer, we've had one suspension, and we've had to crowbar Ruben Neves in defence. Connor Cody is one league goal behind us. If if they're not considering considering his future, I. They, they must be trying to run us in, into the ground so they can sell us on quickly. Juan <laughs> Gully, what was you about to say? I, I, I mean, I always think back to those first three games of Bruno's reign, you know, when we were flying at teams on the attack on the front foot and we lost them all 1-0, undeservedly, every single one. And he, he shut the bed a bit, didn't he, I think? I, I, I think, honestly, if, 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 we'd have, if we'd have carried on the way we were, We'd have picked up points in a hell of a lot of games that we didn't last season. Um, and it might have all gone a little bit, you know, mid table You know, we would have been hitting and missing every week and stuff like that. We, we probably would have ended up where we ended up anyway, you know, something like 10th last season. But we'd have all felt so much better about it and going into, you know, a new season thinking, you know what, this is a team that players are going to want to come and play for. Yeah, players like Nunes coming in will think, you know what, there's there's a bit to work with here. We all just kind of coasted into this the end of the season, not having a clue what how things were going to go. And yes, there was a formation change, and yes, there's been a bit of 
uh, upheaval with with players and, and Connor Cody and the likes leaving and the, you know almost like a a bit of a revolution um, within the playing staff and stuff. But if 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 that then doesn't trigger the response, then nothing is going to now at this point. I think he's he's just not that kind of character to go out and you know really motivate a group of players to to produce at this point. You know he's not going to come back from this, so why delay any longer? I think yeah, just do it now. Yeah. Just do it now. Get it done. There's more social media posts coming out at the moment. Bruno Large has issued an apology to the Wolves fans and says he will speak to the players about not approaching the away end after the game. Says he has felt pressure since day one and also expects Pedro Neto's injury to be a bad one. I mean, <clears throat> we all saw the clips. Pedro Neto, <coughs> excuse me, clearly said to Bruno Large the word no. I'm not sure whether it was Bruno Large asking him, are you okay? Do you want? Do you want to come off, or are, are you okay to carry on? It, it, you could see right from the start, and the, the the amount of time that Pedro Neto was down on the ground, that it wasn't one he could run off. So for him to be risked was another case of Bruno really just struggling to know what he's well to, to know his players. Really, I mean, we had the situation with Kalajdzic where it, he was told to to continue, and look how that ended up. It's losing Pedro Neto, which could be another considerable time on, on the sideline after his previous injuries is, is disastrous, isn't it, Luke? Well, yeah. I mean, as, I know Neto hasn't had the best start to the season, but he's still one of our most dangerous players. Um, it is concerning because it, it, the tackle, it looks so so soft, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's like he's made out of sugar paper sometimes when you look at Neto. Um, but it will be a loss, you know, with... We need all the we need all the help we can get at the mini going forward. Um, but you know, again, you got look, looking at Bruno. He asked Sasha to play on. He's asked Pedro to play on when clearly they can't. Like what he says, does he know? Does he even know his own players? It's it's not looking good, bro. It's really not looking good. <laughs> One of the main sort of questions that is obviously going around every Wolves WhatsApp group across the globe is that if Wolves do sack Bruno Large, who is who's the guy to come in? And I'm not even going to acknowledge Stu's sure getting no. pelters on on Stu's getting pelters on Twitter for his Sean Dyche idiocy, and I'm not going to buy into that. I just think if you Sean Dyche is not the way forward, it's really not the way forward. If if you if you if you're on that sort of boat. Chuck me over and drain me because I can't get, I can't stay on that boat with you. It's, it's got disaster written all over it. Um, Gully, give me your thoughts on it, what sort of manager we could be looking at. Julian Lopetegui's again lost this evening for Seville and was a uh, Falson's original choice. I, I, I mean, yeah, Lopetegui has decent track record. He's probably the the level of manager we should be looking at. You know, he's got he's got a good level of experience in Europe and a good mm. standard of club. <laughs> Alan Kirby is available to me. Alan Kirby is 16 to 1. 16 <laughs> for every job going in. <laughs> the, the, the regular um, names I'm hearing in WhatsApp groups is obviously Andre Villas-Boas who hasn't had a I think the Queen's done more job uh done more jobs than Andre Villas-Boas in the last however many years. People are talking about Pochettino. I'm not even sure whether Pochettino is... Is that even feasible? I don't don't think it is. like elite, absolute, you know, top-tier wish list, isn't he? But I think he was getting close to the Nice job, maybe, um, from from the last I read. But, I mean, second to to him would be Ruben Amarim from from Sporting for me. I think he'd, he'd, he'd be a genius addition. I think we're so far in on the Portuguese kind of influx into the playing squad, it wouldn't make sense for us to step away from it in terms of a management decision at, the, at this point. Um, or at least someone who has managed, you know, uh, Lopetegui has a history in Porto um, and, and has worked with some of these players before and stuff. So, yeah, that one kind of lends itself to to being um, the, the next man in charge. But ultimately... <sighs> It's it's difficult in the middle of a season, isn't it? It's it's difficult to go out unless you're gonna. I mean, managers are getting some serious release clauses these days. We all saw what it took uh, Chelsea to to prize uh, Graham Potter away from from Brighton, um, but you know, I think Amarine would be quite similar at Sporting if if we were to go in for him. 
but I I don't know. It's um, it's it's an interesting time. We just can't let this group go to waste because they're seriously in danger of, you know, just having a bit of a meander of a season and then us losing some seriously good players, uh, which would be a travesty. Does it need to be a Does it need to be a big big name, Luke, to take control of these players, or could another up and coming manager like how Brighton have done it this this week with uh, Zerbe? No, I don't think it does need to be a big name, but it needs to be a big personality. I don't think uh, Bruno's personality is big enough for the dressing room. Personally, um, somebody who I would potentially look at, and I will get pelters for this one probably, but. Oh, if you were to get sacked, um, I think there's worse managers than Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, that could I think you know. I think you're right in the sense that he he he's he's an attractive. He plays teams play attractive football. He's he's a he's a good times manager in the sense that you know when his teams are playing well, he's great. He's a, again, like most managers, he's probably come to the end of his natural time at Leicester yeah. now. That doesn't mean he can't come in to a job, do well at Wolves. Yeah, because it's a fresh group and it's fresh ideas and yeah. stuff that can, that can change it. Maybe just a bit of a left field one, Rogers. I've, I mean, I've said AVB for about two or three years, but I don't think he's worked since I first spoke about him. Um, I think when we were discussing Nuno, AVB would have been for me. I think he's done good work at his previous clubs. Um, but whoever Uncle Hall Hay gives us, that's who it's got to be, ain't it? Uncle Jorge managed to kidnap Mateus Nunes. Can he kidnap Jose Mourinho? I, that's that's a question I'd, I'd like to I'm, see. I'm I mean, being... I know, I know Gunny would absolutely hate Mourinho here, but on, in a parallel universe, I'd I'd walk to M- M- Manny Pedal Sings walking to Chelsea next week for for Dementia UK. I'm willing to walk to Rome to get Mourinho if that's a possibility. <laughs> Mourinho is, would just be the the ultimate, but that's never going to happen. You just know, you just know it all end in tears, though, man. I'm sorry, like I don't give a shit what he does for 18 months. As soon as that 18 months is over, it's all going to spiral out of control. Yeah, but it'll but be I feel fun. that's where we are as a club now, Gullies. That I'm I'm that sort of deflated with Wolves that I I don't even want to spare t- tears on this team at the moment because. They're not even making me angry anymore. They're just constantly making me disappointed. And I think that's all down to Bruno. I don't think he's ever built a bond with the fans. The football that we've played is just not really likeable. I'm not sure about you you two guys. I'm, I'm, some, I'm from the sort of Wolves fan mindset where I just want two out-and-out wingers just lumping balls into, the, into a striker for 80% of the game. It's it's all right keeping the ball for like sixty percent possession for the for the game, but if you're not testing the keeper, I mean, did we test Fabianski today? I think uh, Johnny or Samado had a shot from outside the box, which he he no, parried. A Dharma ballooned over twice. Diego Costa should score with that one header, but did we really test Fabianski tonight? Not really. But you you saying like you'd love Sean Dyche? It's. You know, I just can't. More I just can't. Man. I just yeah. can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I think it's, it's a disaster. I think we, we still need to be going down some sort of a guy who's managed in Europe. I know Sean Dodge is managed in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I it's, think we need a good level of... There's good managers. That, I, I mean, I always come back to classic case. Graham Potter would have been my ultimate, you know, man in charge. That He, he would have been the dream for me. And he came out of nowhere, you know, Erstersons, you know, there's people with good ideas all over Europe. We're just not in that market. We're not we're not in the space like Brighton. Roberto De Zerbi, you managed to take advantage of uh, Shakhtar Donetsk's situation to go and get a really top manager um, who's going to, we've seen today already, you know, managed to get a, a really good result at, at Liverpool, score three goals against him. Um so there's there's space for someone to come in, come out of relative obscurity and do a good job at Wolves, but we're not going to go looking for that. Like it's just not going to be the case, is it? Let me just go back to a topic that regularly gets brought up every error in some WhatsApp groups is the Connor Cody situation. Uh, Bruno Large decided to let Connor Cody go, made him aware in the preseason that he was no longer required. Um, but people seem to think that bringing him back would have stopped us getting defeated tonight or 
a bad run of form this season being any different. Conor Cowdy is performing well for Everton in the back four, but it was the right decision to make, wasn't it? Or was it? I think it was. I think it was. Like, it, it was, it was, it was. We've just got to believe that it was. Conor Cowdy, for me, he was always defensive. There was always an error in in Cowdy whenever, whenever he played for Wolves. Um, and I think we need to sort of, we needed that bit of revolution this summer. And I know it doesn't look like it now, but I do feel like we needed that. Like, you know, with Saiz going, Bolly going, Cody going, sort of just releasing those championship shackles. Um, it's still a bit of a transition, but it needs to be a new transition with a new manager and not Bruno. People can point at Connor Cody leaving in the summer. But Connor Cody was also part of a team that folded at the back end of last season. Mm-hmm. You know, he's part of a team that has uh, shut the bed in numerous other situations. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking of Wembley, uh, thinking of you know the Black Country Derby at Molyneux, um, you know things like that. Little situations like that. It it it's a bit of a red herring for me. Yes, I'm sure there was a lovely atmosphere in the changing rooms all the time because he's a, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy, and I'll never ever discount him as a personality and a and a and a, and a, and a man. But we will not going to progress as a side until we got rid of Connor Cody. We were people talk about his impact at Everton. Everton were a basket case of a club last season. Absolute shit show. Should have gone down in many ways. Needed someone like Connor Cody to come in and help them. It works. It fits. Sometimes you know it doesn't mean because someone's left your club and they've gone on to do well that it's a mistake to let, let them go. It's not. It's just not. You know. It's not as black and white, and that there's so much more grey to consider when it comes to this kind of stuff. And Nathan Collins's performance, even today, to be honest, I don't think we were bad defensively today. Nobody can tell me that you know uh, Connor Cody playing in that game stops us losing it. It's 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 just not it's not uh, it's not that you know clear cut at all. Even Ruben Neves, Ruben Neves was the best midfielder on the pitch, and he's playing at centre half. And like you know, it's, he he played well. Max Kilman was all right. He was fine. You, you can't you can't just draw absolute um, kind of scenarios like that and and suggest you know we'd all be in a better situation just because of it. It's bullshit. Stop it's, talking it's, about it. It's, it's, it's so, why you stop talking about it? People are putting Nuno as the profile picture on on social media. Seriously. Honestly, mate. I swear to God, I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple. <laughs> Ruben Nevers, after the match, we need to stop talking about performances. We always try to play our best to win, but it is not enough. We need to make sure everyone goes on the same path. It is time to look at ourselves. What we are doing in the Premier League is not enough. If you don't train like you play, you will not be able to win enough games at the weekend. The good thing is we still have time to change this. Everyone, including myself, can give a little bit more. We are not in good form, so something needs to change. Um, he followed on. It's not the manager's responsibility. It is everyone's. We are the ones that can get the results. It is about us, not anybody else. We struggled a bit in the beginning with a lot of new players, a lot of players going out, but no more excuses. I mean, he's saying all the right things as a captain, but surely he's becoming demoralised with the way things are, Gully. No, naturally, you're going to be, especially when you know he's still pulling out performances. You know, he's, he's become so comfortable at this level now that it's a, it is literally like he plays the centre half and he, he does a job there. You know, he, even though it's, it's it's not getting the best out of him, but he, he's so used to playing at this level. He's, he's he understands the challenge at every single point in a game of, of what is required of him. Um, and look, you can't look to Ruben Neves to go and solve our goal scoring problem, though. It's it's not ever going to be the case that he starts you know assisting consistently he's not always going to be you know smashing uh, long ranges in to help us win games and stuff so as as much as he's an unbelievable footballer he's getting let down by other areas of the team um and you could argue the rest of the defenses as well you know they're not doing a bad job for me fundamentally looking um as the game progressed obviously being one or down in the in the first half, you look to that bench, Sarkic, Bubakar, Traore, Mosquera, Totti, Conor Ronan, Diego Costa, Dharma, Traore, Hugo Breno and Kem Campbell. <sighs> what was your thoughts to the, the subs that came on, Luke? We'll, we'll start with um, Bubakar, Traore. I thought he did all right. I thought he did all right, Traore. Um, 
you know, he looks tidy enough on the ball. It looks like he's going to put himself about. <laughs> did no worse than Nunes. Did no worse than Martinho. He, he, again, he just did all right. You know, nothing, nothing amazing. Um, the was, there anything to, was there anything to suggest that he starts over Martinho for you next game? Uh, yes, because well, obviously not next game, but I would like to see a midfield trio if we're going to play that way of Traore, B, um, Nunes, and Neves. I think there's there's a bit of dynamism to that 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 midfield. It's quite dynamic. Um, it, it, to me, that looks like a midfield that can sort of dominate a game. Um, you know, we've got legs in in Nunes and Traore. Obviously, you've got Neves breaking up playing with his passing range. Traore, Nunes again. I think even Nunes isn't bad in the tackle. To be fair, um, I think that's I think that would actually be quite a solid um, midfield three. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at some point this season. Um, well, Traore, you know, came off a net off for the injury, and I, th- I thought Campbell looked okay as well. In his, in he, his he, he, Kem Campbell showed intent, didn't he? And if Bruno yeah. Lodge is still in charge next week, he'll soon train that out of him. <laughs> um, we've got Stephen Walls um, in the comments um, section from Facebook uh, saying if Large wanted rid of Cody, he should have signed two top centre-halves. Most of Large's signings this season have been shocking, and that includes Nathan Collins, who is a cart horse. <laughs> what's, your, what's your thoughts on that, Gullo? He's a wind-up merchant, Stephen Walls. No, I'm not having any of that, to be honest. He and then his not. second his second comment was, Bubakar Traore does not look good, another headless chicken. Oh, for God's sake. Let's not pay any mind to that, please, Dan, if you don't mind. Uh, bring I mean, ev- everyone's, everyone's opinion's welcome in here. We're just we're here to dissect <laughs> it. Um, there, is a, there is people saying, would would any of you take Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Nah. Yeah, nah. nah, I think his Cardiff spell tells you a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> um, he, uh, absolutely bottled that. Um, and I think there, there was some dodgy uh, agent dealings going on there as well. He brought in a load of Scandinavian players um, to the club and it, it all it all went sideways. But going back to Traore, though, I think um, he's the bottom line is Matinho isn't offering anything that Traore wouldn't. And I think Traore has more legs bottom line and will be able to get about the pitch and press people in a much better way. I still I'd I'd actually fundamentally still go with the two man midfield and the number ten in front of them though. That's that's the way I think we should be playing. Um but if we if we do go with the three, it, you need that extra bit of uh, mobility. And Matinho's just not he he worked perfectly well in that Nuno shape, but now he's just not he's not contributing enough at all. If you're one of the 75 live viewers, uh, join us tonight. Uh, as I said earlier, if you want Bruno Large to be sacked, drop a like in the bottom left. If you want him to stay, drop a large in in the comment section. And if you just just want to enjoy life, if you don't <laughs> want to enjoy life, just drop me a like in the bottom left-hand screen. Um, one of the comments that I saw on Twitter a few moments ago was... Um, just two wins in 17 Premier League games for Wolves since the collapse at home to Leeds. Um, only 11 points and 10 goals scored in that time. One of the biggest things that was um, loud and proud from the away support tonight was chance of you don't know what you're doing. Even if Chel- even if we were to get a good result at Chelsea next week, is it's is, is, is too far gone now, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring some sort of happy clapper mentality back into the conversation, but he's, he's got done, isn't he? He's got to win his next three, if by any chance he survives. We've been live for nearly 45 minutes now, and I'm still shocked that Wolves haven't announced that he's been sacked. Mm-hmm. If it, if it, anyone recalls the last Graham Potter versus Bruno Large fixture, um, we're, we're, in, we're in trouble at the weekend, because uh, that, was, that was the last time I properly thought, wow, this is... You know, an absolute travesty, this performance. Um, but, yeah. Ziad in the comments section, as a United fan, large needs to go, not getting the best out of what you got. And that's pretty much what it all comes down to, isn't it? You look at that yeah. squad, it's the best squad that we've ever seen in our lifetime. 
and we're not creating chances. Defensively, I still think we're okay. But I just feel like the forward players that we've got within our within our squad just aren't pulling up enough trees. And I feel like that's what that's what's cost Nuno and is going to cost Bruno his job in the end. I, I agree. I mean, I think you look at our goal scoring record since we've entered the Premier League um, four or five seasons ago. It's embarrassing. How many Premier League games we played now? Say 160 odd. And I bet you we haven't scored more than 170 goals. It went with Diogo Jota, let's be fair. The goal scoring, it left at that point. There's it's not even yeah. an answer for it otherwise, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as simple as that though, good. I just feel like oh, 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 I mentioned them earlier: Huang, Adama, Trinko, Podence, Geddes. They're, they're not they're not the type of players to hit double figures, are they? No. Uh, I'm still so not I'm, I'm not buying into Geddes having hitting eleven for Valencia when we all know the flipping La Ligas are poxy Ligas anyway. It is. It's getting there now. Yeah, you're right. Um, but then, well, I, I, I guess the, the way I'm framing the, the point is it's not that just Diogo Jota was the reason we were scoring goals from him specifically. It wasn't just him banging in, you know, every banging goals in every week. He got the best out of Raul Jimenez. The way he, he dragged us up the pitch consistently, you know, meant we were a better team on the counter-attack as well. I think if you see us counter-attacking these days, you know, there'll be open space in front of us and we'll get to a point and it's like, People look left and right, yeah, and then yeah. it's like you, you see it all the time now, don't mm-hmm. you? There's mm-hmm. no directness. There's just a, a point at which we like, you know, the proverbial centre half crossing the halfway line gets a nosebleed. But this is our forwards crossing, you know, the, the into the final third and getting a nosebleed. It's it's it's, it's really bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I do think um, Raul's injury plays a lot to it as well, though. It does. I do think that plays a lot to it because obviously we lost him at a time where we literally just had silver, didn't we? Who was about 11 and a half years old at the time. Um, but then he, he had he had an opportunity to play silver last season when Raul had the suspension and he, he did well and then he dropped him. And that, that, that for me was really, I think it was incredibly harsh of him. Because Silva was 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 looking good at that point, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. he if he has a run to the end of the season, maybe he starts a season at the club, and um, it's uh, it's a different story for us. But while he's at Anderlecht, leave him. I, I don't want to see him get recalled. At all. As you can see, I've decided to share the latest uh, Twitter post that's uh, yeah. involving the hashtag WWFC. Uh, Adam Rumor, imagine being an American today and getting up early or whatever time it is to watch that performance in New York. Nice little photo there with a good group of Wolves fans in New York who decided my, my to... My dad are in San, San Fran at the moment and they, I think they were up well even earlier than uh, East Coast, obviously. So, uh, yeah. I'm sure that loved it. I mean, Daz Reeves there, Angelus Potter, Golu, the Celtic manager. What's your, what would you be your thoughts on that? He, he, he played better football. Like, Fundamentally, that's uh, what we want to see. So, and he's got better players to do it with. So, I there. reckon if you put a poll out now, Bruno in or Bruno out, it would be. I think it'd be Bruno out. Obviously, if you discount, I think it'd be is it Albion like, fans like, yeah, like, exactly. like seventy percent. You get you get um, ambushed by a load of other fans yeah. of other teams, and yeah. I, I think I just saw. Um, a post earlier that said Bruno Large is currently favourite to be the next manager to be sacked. He, he was eight to eleven with Scott when I looked just. I apologise if anything comes across as graphic or really uncouth while I scroll through these Twitter posts. I mean, people talking about Pochettino or Thomas Tuchel, it's just stop smoking spice. No, I think he's admitted it's very unlikely to be fair to him. Matinho, player manager. <laughs> I scratched the player out of it before I, before I, uh, you know, after appointing him. To be fair, I've made the comment before that it, it felt at times that Matinho was having a bit too much of a say, but I, 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 don't, I don't think he's even got his coaching badges as is. I don't think he's, he's even 
legally possible for him to, to take I mean, over as about, player. Um, Paul Ince doing a decent job at Reading. Oh ain't you? God! <laughs> I'm missing Strictly come dancing for this, Luke. Will <laughs> again um, today, mate? Does um, does Bully ever get back into the betting uh, on on a new manager at Wolves? Like, I'm sure I'm sure he put his name popped up somewhere, doesn't it? Didn't it last time? Fancastrian, Ben Husband, not expecting anything tonight. Bruno rides another day. Yeah, I can't see it being tonight. I think it will be one of those Monday afternoon things. I just feel like the longer they they ponder over it, the longer he's got in charge. I, f- I, I feel if he's if he's not gone by sort of early tomorrow morning, it all depends on whether them. Uh, whether them travelling back tonight or in in the morning, isn't it? Sometimes they stay over it if it's London, don't they? Yeah. The I mean, Jeff Jeff Shee's gone gone completely missing, hasn't he? Since Chairman Grow turned up, it's true. Actually, you don't you don't see him. You don't hear from him. You don't really. see him. The la- I think the last time I saw him properly was the Gedej Unval video. Uh, did he do the Costa one? Was he involved nope. in the Costa one? No. No, okay. wasn't involved in that. I'm not sure whether he even whether there was a photo of him released with Bubakar Traore when he signed. There were rumours that he was um, on his way out, but nothing's uh, officials come out. But he has been missing for quite a while, hasn't he? Everything just seems to be about um, John Percy saying that Bruno Large's um, job is under threat. Yeah, I'm your mate's trending. Dosh. I just. That's Stu consistently tweeting about him. That's it. <laughs> freaking Stu. <laughs> right. In freaking ball club backing each other up. That's what it is. <laughs> Jesus. Honestly. Here he, is, here he is in the comments section. Coming at you live from Wensfield, British Legion after 12 points. Get Dyshin. 12 points being the, the key point in that sentence. 12 points down and he's still talking shite. <laughs> Jesus. I, I do Dawn, Dawn shite, it should be called. It's it's yeah, it is worth reiterating. I, I still like we're not a bad team, and I, I still we're on a terrible run with a manager who is unable to arrest the slide, and therefore we need to get a new manager in. I don't yeah. think I still don't think we're a bad team. I think I think in all areas apart from the scoreline, we were a better team than West Ham today. I, I had people calling me out at halftime gully when I tweeted saying. I didn't think the first half was atrocious and I, I felt Diego Costa could change that game. And I feel yeah. like there was glimpses in that second half where we got into good areas. The cross from Adama Traore, which um, Costa headed wide, there would have been probably another 15, 20 minutes if that had gone into mm-hmm. to salvage a point. But we didn't yeah. deserve the point because we, we, we're, just, no, no. we're so pragmatic, aren't we, in our, in our attacking play? But there are sections of the fan base that don't want to see good things now. That's, that's the bottom line. You know, pe- people no, will literally... But I feel that's down to Bruno yeah. Large and the, and the bond that he's never and... built. I'm not saying they're wrong for saying that that you know it's terrible and where we need a, we need a new manager. But what I'm saying is, don't just look watch the game and think it's the worst game of football I've ever seen. We're one of the worst teams in the Premier League. All this kind of stuff because it's not objectively true. You know, whilst we are on a bad run and we're not winning games and stuff like that, we're still it's all fine margins. Couple, I, I still think the West Ham goals were relatively lucky today. The way they landed at the feet of. Bowen and Skamaka, and they were clinical. Like they took them really, really well. Um, but the 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 most worrying sign for me was that home team today, two 0 up, need a win. The ground went really quiet, didn't it? If if you notice on TV, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're dominating the play. There's no nerves. It didn't feel like the crowd was nervous either. It, you know, we're keeping the ball. We've got the ball around the penalty area. Costa nods one past the post. There was just no atmosphere that made made me feel like West Ham were worried about us. You know, and it's like, God. is this the way people perceive us now? They're just like, oh, it's just Wolves. They'll, they'll do their nice, pretty thing. But and that's, that's just... Mm, that's the way it looked like. They, they, were, they were happy for us to play in front of them, weren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're two, new, two goals up against Wolves, I don't see why any reason to be worried at this moment in time. And that, and that could be if you're top of the league or bottom of the league. I, I, I don't think one nil's a, a scoreline to be afraid of at the moment no, because I, because I still feel that we're all, we're we're always more likely to concede another before we score one. Yeah. And then the one yeah. question on Twitter here is: Tell me three worst teams in the league other than Wolves at the moment. 
Forest and Leicester, 100% away. I still think West Ham will Leicester, win. So oh, Leicester, no. Leicester will not be in a relegation battle come January. Do you not think? Uh, um, I think they're in trouble. No, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll sack him soon well. and a new manager will bring them back to where they need they, to be. They, they the, can't the, afford to sack him, apparently, financially. That's the, the, the kind of word on the street. But I think yeah, they're Forrest, in trouble and, and they'll probably lose more in January as well. I think I just, I just, bad, do you look at Leicester, though? They've, they've still got goals in the team. Yeah, they do. They do. Madison, Harvey Barnes, Jamie Vardy, they've still got goals in that team. It's just whether they can stop shipping them out. That's the main thing because... Danny Ward seems to be throwing them in every week by the, the sounds yeah. of it. Yeah, going back to the point, yes, there are three worst teams and it's Bournemouth is shit, yeah. Forest is shit, Leicester mm-hmm. is shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not... I sort of think Southampton are actually shit. better than us. Yeah, Southampton aren't a good team. They're not. Villa, Villa aren't better than us. No, no, they're not. It's just we need a bit of a change to get us back on track. That's it. That is literally it. Yeah, I think <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it really is. Because, like, again, today's performance and, you know, you look at the losses against, like, Tottenham, it's not like we was absolutely terrible and completely outplayed for 75% of, of the yeah. game. It's just we are lacking anything in the final third to the point where it's embarrassingly pathetic. And that is what's letting this team down ultimately. I don't think Bruno's got the know-how or the personality to turn this around. I, I, I said I mentioned it on a, on a podcast back end of last season. Um, Bruno isn't big enough for this job. I think Wolves are bigger than Bruno. Whereas, really, with this squad, we need a manager who's bigger than Wolves. Yeah, you got to remember he was just assistant manager for Carlos Carvajal at Sheffield Wednesday. He might just be, he might just fall into that category of a good coach, poor manager. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. rode the crest of a wave at Benfica that got him a title, mm. and that was it. Yeah, and at Benfica he struggled to turn the tide, and we're in the same situation now where it's what two wins in in fifteen. It's, it's not good enough, if, is it? If it, if it wasn't spread over the two seasons, we'd be fucked. He'd, he'd have to go, and the yeah. reason for me. While I'm going to end this show saying Bruno Large out is a new manager needs to have Chelsea as a bit of a free it, knowing yeah. that we've got Forest at home the next time yeah. game, and we need those. Like, we, we can't afford to lose. Not even Forest and, at the moment. And you know I what think, a new manager would do that first home game back is give the fans get the fans back on side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and you've got you've got yeah, an extra like yeah. two, 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 three weeks of getting Diego Costa a bit more fit. Yeah, and then is there, is the run after Chelsea something like Forest, Leicester, Brentford? Like, yeah, we've got Crystal Palace, haven't we? Yeah, I think we've got a run of about four or five up until do we play somebody like Liverpool beginning of November? But I think we've got four or five games before we play like a big six where a new manager, if we do allow Chelsea's to free hit, yeah. to build up a bit of momentum. What we, we can't afford that Forest game to be toxic though, because no. the players will fold. No. They will fold. I mean, that's, that's that's my biggest fear at the moment. We can't go into that game with Bruno Large still in charge because that will be the game that ends him. I know there's Forest fans on Twitter every day. They're looking to come to Molyneux and it's like one of them games where an away ticket for a Forest fan that day is like, it's, it's gold us at the moment. Yeah. All Forest fans are trying to get a, a ticket for that that game because they fancy it. They, they fancy yeah. it to beat us that day. We can't we go into that it. game we can't go into the game. They're going to fill out all that bottom tier. Mm-hmm. We can't go into that game with Bruno Large in charge because it's, it's going to end in disaster. I mean, and folks still haven't seen a toxic Wolves crowd. They no. missed it during the pandemic when we got beat by the Albion. And they only saw like probably a, a, a 10% of it when we got beat by Brighton last season. Yeah, yeah. I think you've spot on, bang on the money there. You know, if, if we get to Forest having lost to to Chelsea, Bruno stood in charge. And that first 15, 20 minutes, we're not looking like breaking them down or scoring or, you know, we've allowed them a couple of opportunities. Like when that season when we played Huddersfield, Watford and all the other shit and they used to come and be tuning up within the first half hour. Imagine if that happened against Forest and he's still in charge after a loss to Chelsea. He'd need a police escort out the ground. I think we're all just... Praying for a respectable performance against Chelsea now, aren't we? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I think even even if even if Bruno was sacked and Chelsea turn us over two or three nil, it's a lot easier to take because we know change is coming. And I think that's all we're, we're, we're asking for now or needing or wanting as a fan base is that change to come because it's got to. You know, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of just sacking your managers left, right and centre. But I, where can you defend Bruno now? If anyone is sort of Bruno in or still a bit 50-50, like, where is the defence? I don't think there is any. I think even Bruno himself, I don't even think he could defend himself in this position at the minute. He, well, he, he, he killed himself when he said, we're a better team with a striker in it and then didn't decide to start one. So. I just It just goes back to it, what you said. Surely he could have just started him. If you can get 45 out of him, fine. We'll all accept that. We know he's been out of... He's not. He's not anywhere near peak condition. If you can get an air out of him, brilliant. Let's yeah. just start. Let's just build his minutes up. But at least with a striker on the pitch, you know you're going to try. Well, it proved tonight. We created chances with him on the pitch at nil nil. At nil nil. At nil nil. And then yeah. you back yourself to defend because over yeah. the past eighteen months we've defended well. Yeah. It's just you have to. It, maybe he's overthinking things. I, I, I don't know. I've lost trust in him. You you two have lost trust in him. Thanks for everyone that's joined us tonight. We're all in a Bruno Large out uh, mindset. Hopefully, we'll be uh, back middle to uh, middle of the week to preview the the Chelsea fixture. Thanks for joining us tonight. Drop a quick like in the bottom left before you leave, and try and enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night, folks. Cheers.